now, from the Mousecapade Studios, here are your hosts. Happy Hump Day, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with Stephanie and Matt. We hope that you're all staying safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 776. And you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades and More podcast. If you're looking to book a trip, we would be glad to help. Just text Matt, Vicki, or myself, Stephanie, at 636-373-4497, and we would be happy to get with you to design a magical vacation. A small refundable deposit of $200 will hold your resort and ticket package, so contact one of us today. Well, we have some fantastic news, and I think that the agency thinks this is all we're going to talk about tonight, but I think that we should touch on it, talk on it, celebrate, and do a list a little news, and that is Bob Chapik is gone. So if you have not heard this, then maybe you're living under a rock or your internet is not working. I'm not sure. It broke the internet. Holy moly. Yeah, it did. It was the craziest thing. So you didn't know this, Stephanie. I was supposed to record with Gina and her daughter last night. And thank God, Matt saved me um, and did his solo trip report. And we were just getting ready to start recording when the message came from Nick. And I was like, is he yanking our chain? Right. (laughs) That's exactly what everybody thought. This is fake. Matt's like, I don't know. I'm going to Google it. It's all over the internet. Yep. bringing back Iger and we were all like we were so excited <laughs> so uh, the board apparently had enough of Mr. Paycheck and he gave him his walking papers now those walking papers come with about 24 million dollars which I think is ridiculous but wow yeah we were celebrating but I think the greatest thing for me was and I can't remember if we were on recording Matt when this happened was the cast members and guests partying in the parks because some of the parks were still open and they were showing footage in different places of the parks, people celebrating when they heard the news that Bob Iger was coming back. It was like a liberation. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's really sad. I mean, it isn't. It is and it's not. I mean, I'm happy well, for Well, it's sad if, if you're him. Like, can you imagine that? <laughs> people being that excited for you leaving? Like, that's yeah. gotta feel real bad. So excited for like your worst day of your career, and people are like celebrating like the Berlin Wall fell. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel bad, but I don't because he's getting right. a nice severance package. I said this today at lunch. Um, I wish somebody would give me twenty-four million dollars so I could stop teaching. <laughs> yeah, after you screwed up from big time. Yeah, really. Um, So this is what Iger sent out to the cast members, which I thought was amazing. Dear fellow employees and cast members, it is with an incredible sense of gratitude and humility. And I must admit a bit of an amazement that I write to you this evening with the news that I'm returning to the Walt Disney Company as chief executive officer. So that was amazing. Um, He agreed to return for two years in order to give the board time to secure a more suitable replacement for Iger. Now, interestingly enough, earlier... um, Either last night, Brad and I watched tons of stuff after we got off that. Um, it was either last night or today that I heard that they said it couldn't really be somebody like, uh, is it Josh Demoro? Is that how you say it? Demoro, yeah. Um, because he doesn't have the background, which was part of the problem they feel like with Chapik, that he didn't have enough experience on every department. And that's why it was failing. And so it would be the same thing for Demoro. He hasn't had his experience in every area of the company and to be able to understand 
the magnitude of that job, he would need to do that. So I know that there was mutterings about that today. People were saying that, and I heard that on some social media that, um, I don't know, I watch so much I can't tell you, and I apologize that I can't give them credit, but we were just enthralled last night. Like we were zoned in, one of the uh, news places went and did a live thing, and Brad and I watched that. It was an hour long, it was crazy. We were just like, but they were like almost, he wasn't in tears, but you could tell he was on the verge. The guy that runs that one, he's like 15 years of doing this and I've never wanted something to something to come true like this. And it, it did finally. He said, I feel like it's gonna bring back Disney. Well, in the process, Kareem Daniel is now out. He is, served as chairman of Disney Media and Entertainment Distribution. He was close with Bob Chapek. So they've, I don't know if they've asked him to resign or he chose to resign because he knew his walking papers were coming. I, <laughs> I don't know. An email from Iger said that the Walt Disney Company will soon begin a re reorganization of Disney Media Entertainment. Uh, with Daniel out, some big changes could be coming to Disney's streaming service, something that has been bleeding money for quite some time. The losses within the streaming segment have more than doubled in the last reported quarter to $1.5 billion. Streaming has become a hindrance to bottom line profits at the Walt Disney Company, testing investor patience and contributing to a 40% slide in its shares this year. We mentioned this right after D23, um, that Bob Paycheck was booed when he walked on the stage. And so this really shouldn't have come as a surprise to him, I don't think. But also in 2021, he didn't even show up for D23. So I'm not sure that this really was as big of a surprise as they wanted him to say. Although Brad couldn't remember which, and he said that he heard the phone call did not go over well. But I we couldn't find, I looked for it so we could directly go from it and I don't want to misappropriate we he just knew that was the overall gist that when they the board called him he was not happy I bet <laughs> yeah so um Vicky's already kind of hit on on a little bit of this I mean I don't want to say poor Chapek but um now Stephanie's feeling bad I know like <laughs> I feel bad like as a from him being a person, but I've always said that, like, it just, it stinks to be him. He's got to have some thick skin because ever he's so hated. Um, but he doesn't really seem to care. It doesn't stop him from doing anything. He has weathered a number of PR debacles. There was the mishandling of the don't say gay law in Florida in 2021 to the rough treatment of the Marvel star Scarlett Johansson that was early on during COVID to the sudden dismissal of respected Disney streaming and television leader Peter Rice in mid-2022. Just two years into his tenure, the hard change top-down Chapek had managed to alienate both the rank and file on Disney's creative team, especially in animation and imagineering, while also losing the confidence of Wall Street, several senior executives, and ultimately the board, led by longtime member Susan Arnold, who will remain as chairman. Disney's stocks rose 10% on Monday, November 21st, after the announcement of Iger's return. I mean, that says something right there. In recent <laughs> months, Iger has also let it be known to his close confidants that he thought Chapek was a mistake. That was, of course, what an insider said. So who knows? We don't have him actually quoted saying that. But I mean, I wouldn't doubt it if he did. He was a mistake. That's for sure. <laughs> mm hmm. 
Blagger hit the ground running this morning. There will be no grass growing under his feet as he starts to put Disney back together. Iger said, I've asked Dana Walden, Alan Bergman, Jimmy Pataro, and Kristen DeMar- uh, McCarthy to work together on the design of a new structure that puts more decision making back in the hands of our creative team and rationalizes costs. Uh, and this uh, will necessitate a reorganization of Disney media and entertainment distribution. Our goal is to have the new structure in place in the coming months without question. DMED will remain, but I fundamentally believe that storytelling is what fuels this company. And it b- belongs at the center of how we organize our businesses. It seems uh, more change may be on the way, as Iger stated. I know I can change. Uh, I know change can be unsettling, but it also necessary and even energizing. And so I can ask for your patience as we develop a roadmap for this reconstructing. Uh, yeah, reconstructing. More information will be shared over the coming weeks until a new structure is put in place. We will continue to operate under our existing structure. In the meantime, I hope you all have a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday and thank you for all you do. And that was another thing to the company, to the employees, so that they knew. But man, like just... Today, he already let the guy that was hired under Chapik, and then um, he already set up this new team, and he hasn't even done it for 24 hours. The level of damage control is, it's insane. So another thing, and I don't know what you guys saw on social media, was how sad everybody was that they lost a lot of Imagineering, because remember, he was the reason that they were supposed to move all those people to Florida. Yep. And then some people left and went to other companies. And, and that was the thing that the guy touched on last night was uh, people were writing in the live show. And, and he said, I don't know. That would be amazing. But some of them are now using their Disney creativity and Imagineering in other companies. And he mentioned one of them. And I cannot for the life of me think of what it was. But it's a good thing. Well, for one thing, he said that one of the big Imagineers that was in California now works for the zoo in California and has these amazing plans to um, blow up the zoo with ideas that he learned while he was at Disney. So, I mean, kudos to that. But, I mean, do you guys have any other thoughts of things that you hope he does or? Well, it was funny just seeing everybody thinks that he's going to be able to um, just wave a magic wand and be a fairy godmother. And suddenly everything is going to go back to this beautiful idea of what it was before. And it's not really good. Like it wasn't all JPEG. So as much as we disliked him, some of it is here to stay. Like I saw people talking like, Oh my gosh, maybe he'll bring back magic express. And yeah, like, no, that's, that's gone. Uh, It's a pipe dream, man. I would love for that to happen, but I just, that's not really something that he's going to genie, uh, the genie plus it's probably going to all go away. Nope. Nope. Not happening. Um, again, I, I think that a lot of the blame did get put on JPEG because it was easy to, because he screwed up so many other things that it was just easy to say it's all your fault. But I do think that that's just kind of the direction the company is headed in general. I do hope that things will happen with dining. Um, that's a mess, total nightmare. Um, maybe they'll open dining back up. Um, just there's hope, but I still don't know if that's just on Iger to be able to fix or if it was just because JPEG was in that it wasn't a priority. People are definitely, you know, ho- hoping for the best. Right. I mean, he's only going to be able to do so much. I mean, but he does have this opportunity in front of him right now to set a precedent 
that, you know, the consumers matter. That was the biggest thing with Chapek. He just didn't care. I've never seen a CEO that's been so out of touch with his customer base. We're all screaming red and he's shoving blue down our throats. You know, Iger has the opportunity to show what the company's about and hopefully we'll run with that. Yeah. And that's a good point because, you know, maybe he doesn't really care on something so trivial, but like, that's what matters to us. So he could do something that would really impress us as the customer and make us trust him because that's what he needs to do is to build our trust somehow right now. And the one thing that the cast members were excited about was, I guess, even if he wasn't around a lot, they felt like they were a family when he was in the leadership where before they didn't use this word, but the way I interpreted it was they felt like they were like the Commonwealth. Just he was the king and his subjects needed to be doing his job and they should bow to him if he came, you know, but he didn't really make himself, you know, like tomorrow's in the in the parks. I guess that Iger was in the parks, maybe not as much, but Still, the people knew who he was and he was seemed like a real genuine guy and they never felt that way. Yeah, we saw him, we saw Iger in the parks and I think in 2018, they even had like a little section like roped off for him to watch the fireworks. It was pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I don't know. I really don't know what, but this morning Nick called me, of course, because he was so excited and um, he's like, I don't know what he can do. And I, I know some things can't be changed, but he's like, this is the time to do it because he's going to go down in history now as this person that came in to save the day. And they, and another thing that somebody said was he was the CEO that appreciated the patrons. Like he was the one that came up with, um, when you used to get the little five by seven sketches in the mail after your trip. Yep. And, um, did you ever get any of those stuff? Cause I think that nope. was even pre you. Um, yeah, they used to send us a sketch. Some of them were the same, but some of them were different, but they are always dated. So according to whatever year you were there, somebody sketched some Disney character and, and they signed thanks to the black family for coming to visit us at Disney world. And um, I have them all saved. I need to frame them, but those little touches were what made it so special. Right. Something that we, that to them is probably trivial, but to us, it does mean a lot. So he needs to figure out what he can do to gain our trust and to make it feel like he cares. And honestly, you said that thing about Magical Express. I don't know if you remember, but a few weeks back, there was a rumor that it was going to come back. That would be huge. <laughs> well, that's that's more than trivial. That would be amazing. Yes, that was such an underestimated thing, like underappreciated. Oh. There was already a rumor, though, before, I mean, because he just has been in, in this position for less than 24 hours now. So who knows? I don't know. I just heard so many things today and I'm just like, OK, hold your reins, people. We're just happy he's back. And if he just starts treating the cast members better than they were being treated before. You know, something that wouldn't cost him a dime would be removing that restriction for the park hopping. Yes. And magic fans. Yeah, give us the magic bands back. <laughs> it was like yes. 17 cents. Come on, give us them back. No, I know. That's what when Brad, or actually Joey said they're 75 cents with the thing inside of it. Yeah. That would definitely be something, I don't know. It, it's <laughs> it's going to be fun to watch, actually, I think. Mm-hmm. We're going to have lots to talk about that's not just what they're eating in the parks. <laughs> <laughs> we were feeling so down, though. I feel like that whenever we would talk about JPEG, it was always just negative, negative, negative. And we're like, meh, we love Disney, but meh. I know. And, <laughs> and now, I'm, I don't know, I just feel happier. 
It's like, it's like the spirit's been reinvigorated in the, in the Disney. There's nerdom. hope. It's there like is. when Scrooge realizes that he screwed up and he needed to be this other person. Only we actually have another person, but I don't know. It, it's definitely, Nick was so excited today. I think he could have flown without helium. I mean, he was just like <laughs> flying around the building. He went to Kaylee's room to talk to her about it. And he's just like all over the place. And then the first thing that, that the counselor asked, and you know who it is, but Matt doesn't, but Candy, she wanted to go there for um, for the one day and it was going to be so much money. And then she heard about this uh, Disneyland when she was there in San Diego. And then she heard how much it was going to be to do Disney Plus and I mean, excuse me, Genie Plus and all this kind of stuff. And she goes, I'm not going. And so to this morning, she said, so my husband told me that they changed the CEOs. Is this going to be good for me? I said, we hope so. Book a trip and find out. <laughs> yeah, really. I don't see them lowering prices on anything because we've already no. proved that we're going to pay it. Like right. the prices, that's not getting lower. But maybe they will give us a couple perks because maybe they are finding that some people are choosing to stay off site instead because they've taken away the advantage. Yeah. And the numbers have shown that the numbers have shown that that Universal outbeat them this year in attendance. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You were on that show when we talked about it. Mm hmm. Interesting. And of course, then, of course, everybody's like the D23 things were the are those going to still come true? Are we going to get a fifth park? Are we going to um, they didn't commit to anything? That was all we're thinking about this. We're thinking right. about that. Like, right. Maybe next D23 will be a little night, a little better. <laughs> I'm just glad that we didn't lose. I, I don't know her name, actually. I cannot think of it for the life of me right now. The one that did both Frozen's. She was like the head person. I was glad that she didn't leave in the midst of all of the two years of pain that we've been through. <laughs> Over two years, actually, where we were all like, this does not look good. It's all he's very business minded. This doesn't sound like a family man. In fact, does he have a family? Have they ever mentioned that? Never heard if he has kids. Probably not. <laughs> and his kids probably aren't claiming him right now if he does have kids. Yeah, they don't like him very much either. Oh my gosh, so crazy. All right, we can move on because we could really beat this all day long. That's what Gina's like, I want to be on that show. And I'm like, <laughs> we can't do a whole show just on this. But then I watched two when I got home from school today. So I guess you can't. <laughs> well, the one, Kyle Palo, the one that we all know that Stephanie let me know is at the polite pig he just kept saying oh my gosh i can't believe it was like christmas day for him he just over and over and over and i was just laughing it's same with uh tom corliss on wdw any or wdwnt uh he did like an hour and a half long live thing just like that's what we watched last night yeah that guy is a, a is a fountain of knowledge when it comes to Disney history, and he, he's he really serious. is. He's really serious about it, and he was very emotional. It was awesome to see. Yeah, I thought he was going to cry. That's what I was saying. I yeah. was like, <laughs> oh my gosh! But yeah, we were surprised it wasn't on our local news. Brad's like, turn it on our channel four. Let's see if it's on, and it didn't make it, which I thought was interesting because that's pretty big. There's on a few channels I saw. Well, it might be on our channels today. Who knows? Sometimes I feel like they're a little behind. I don't know. All right, well, let's talk about some things that could happen under the new CEO. And um, it's become painstakingly apparent that Disney needs to give some love to the carousel progress. So people posted some pictures of the grandpa on the Christmas scene. Did either of you see this? <laughs> I haven't, but I read your story and it's 
funny. His head was bowed, and I'm like, well, maybe he's praying. No, he wasn't. Um, the comments were hilarious on there. It said, it looks like Grandpa had too much eggnog. Grandpa's doing what I like to do in this attraction, sleep. <laughs> and although the comments were really funny, it did bring up the fact that Disney needs to do something to keep this Walt imagined attraction alive. I'm sorry. I want to move on with the times and I know that that is what Walt said. It's always going to be changing, but I think it's okay to have one or two um, things that stay, that stay there that are him. That's my own opinion. I know I'm not, that's not everybody's opinion, but I just feel like when I sit in that, I'm, I feel like I'm connected to Walt and I know that's weird. I was just wondering what you guys thought about that. No, I, I feel the same way. It's, it's a historically significant attraction, not only to the parks, but to the World's Fair. Uh, and, and now that, you know, Iger's back, maybe they'll be more focused on putting some money into the parks. I mean, he was more park oriented, where Chapek's more, you know, streaming service, the, the, the movie aspects, the show aspects. So maybe the parks will get some love now. That's what I'm hoping. And, and I did not realize um, I remember when the petitions came around about Country Bears and uh, the Tiki Room because there were rumors that they were going to close. I didn't realize that that was him that wanted those cut. I didn't even blame him for that. And he, he actually was the one that wanted them cut because that guy on WDW News Today, he was the one that said that. He's like, he's the one that started that. In fact, one of our friends, I won't... I, I love him, but he has his own travel agency, so I'm not going to mention his name. Um, but last night it said, welcome back, Bob, Bob Iger. Now, can we talk about um, how, going back to the Christmas overlay for Country Bears? <laughs> and I was laughing because I didn't even, I don't know that I ever saw Country Bears with the Christmas overlay. Mm -hmm. So then I was like, yes, please bring that back. Then you can see it next time. You're always there for holidays. Well, I'm not there this year, and I just told Matt not next year either. Well, that's all right. Yeah, Matt was really crying for me about it, too. Right. You've, you've gotten your turn. <laughs> and then more, and then more, and then more. So, yeah. you're good. <laughs> so, the fireworks at Disney are part of the magic of Disney World. I love me some fireworks. This past Saturday, though, at the 7.30 Fantasmic Show, it was rumored that a guest was hit by a malfunctioning firework from the dragon. The guests caught the piece of black firework that flew out of the dragon on video and they posted it to social media. The substance that hit the unidentified woman guest was round and black. Um, it, uh, uh, it was reported to the cast members and they came to check on that guest. Other guests said that the black object was just a casing from a firework. Um, anyways, it's, it wasn't nothing big came of this story but it was on several different pages so we just kind of wanted to keep you aware hasn't really been confirmed yet but who knows interesting though you can if you watch the video you can see this little black thing fly out but as long as she didn't catch on fire and she <laughs> no i mean seriously i mean even if she just caught a tiny little piece and burned her finger you know she's going to be suing disney because yeah and oh, yeah. And I didn't see anything from the actual person. That, it was the person that filmed it that was so upset about it. Just people blow things out of proportion. We know that. Yes, they do. They're going to be handing out safety glasses. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, gosh. <laughs> All right. Marvel Studios released a preview for a holiday featurette of Guardians of the Galaxy. This is the very first Marvel project for Disney+. Plus. 
They have had great success in WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and Loki and Disney Plus. So this Guardians featurette has taken the Marvel Cinematic Universe into the next step. In this featurette, Groot is an animatronic, and up until now, Groot has been a computerized generated version. Chris Pratt described this special as a fantastic story vomited from the brain of a mad genius. And the Guardians kidnapping of one of the only Kevin Bacon, we may have a new holiday classic on our hand. The Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special 2023 begins streaming November 25th, 2022 on Disney Plus and stars all of our returning Guardians, including Chris Pat as Peter Quill, Dave Batista as Drax, and Palm Clementife as Mantis, and more. I'm excited. Did you guys know anything about that? No. Hopefully it'll be funny. Everything Guardians of the Galaxy now, I'm obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> I just was really shocked and surprised about it. Um, I, I hadn't heard anything about it. Now, the interesting thing is they're calling it the special of 2023, but it starts in November. I didn't understand. It's the future. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> what, was I, what was I thinking? I want to know what Kevin Bacon's going to be doing in there. I know. Crazy. He'll be dancing up a storm. Yep, he's going to teach him Footloose. That would be funny. <laughs> yeah, that would fit great with the theme of Quills like music and all that stuff. They still haven't released the songs. I know this is off what we were just talking about, but it's still Guardians of the Galaxy. They still haven't released the Christmas songs. And they have to be playing because they started, they've started. they got the Christmas decorations up. <laughs> so is it top-notch secret stuff that only the people that go there get to find out? No, that'd be all over, though. Yeah, everybody would be playing the soundtracks and stuff on vlogs, and maybe they're so shook from yesterday that <laughs> the tree's been rattled. Maybe so. So I have a feel-good story, or it made me feel good. I hope it makes you guys feel good. It's been 27 years since the first Toy Story came out, which completely blows my mind, by the way, because it seems like yesterday. Um, but we found out that Tim Allen, who voiced Buzz Lightyear, and Tom Hanks, who voiced Woody, they get together for lunch a few times a year and to catch up and enjoy each other's company, which is pretty cool because I know politically they are not on the same page. So that made me happy that they could put their political sides aside and be friends. So um, Tim Allen was recently on Kelly Clarkson because of course she was interviewing him for the, the new Santa Claus's series on D Disney Plus. And um, he said, we've been going to lunch since Toy Story 1, two times a year. And we're like two old women because we sit <laughs> almost too close to each other at a booth. It's just kind of weird. He said, he's a very different person than me and he eats off my plate, but he's got me <laughs> to accept it. He's really a wonderful, engaging person. He's the first guy to listen to me and doesn't judge. And I don't think I've ever trusted a human being as much as Tom to even listen to me and vice versa. Um, we have very different opinions on so many things. He and I differ on so many things. I adore that man's heart and mind. The way their friendship is going, we think it will, this is a nice pun, we will, <laughs> we think it will go to infinity and beyond. <laughs> I love that. I do too. Yeah, a great example of two people that have strong different opinions about things that are still friends because that's how it's supposed to be. We're supposed to disagree with each other. Yes. But at the same time, when the disagreement's over, shake hands and hug and be like, all right, let's, you know, on to the next thing. Yeah, that gave me, uh, that really gave me feel good. The feels, the feels is what one of my friends says. Because I'm like, I love and respect both of them as actors. Yes. And incidentally, did either one of you, you don't, we don't want to give any spoilers yet, but did either one of you get to watch the Santa Clauses? Not yet. No. The series or the movies? The series. No, not yet. Yeah, I liked it. It was good. We watched the first two. I think that 
the next one comes out on Wednesday, I think Kaylee said. They come out on Wednesdays, I think she said. <laughs> we watched the first two, but I, I did enjoy, and I'm not spoiling this because we talked about it last week. I enjoyed seeing his daughter interact with him because I thought, how cool is that to be able to act with your dad and let him be your dad? So, or, you know, when she was little, she saw the Santa Claus movies. Now she gets to be a part of that. So it's cool. That's awesome. If you purchased a Magic Band Plus and you're going to be in Disney World for the holidays, Disney's got a surprise for you. Your band will allow the Fab 50 golden statues that are scattered around the four parks to give you a holiday greeting. In addition, the band reacts to the enchantment show at the Magic Kingdom. It's been doing that one. Um, As this new technology, of course, there's always gonna be some glitches and some kinks at the beginning. However, it seems that moving forward, the 50 golden statues for the 50th anniversary will be able to make your Disney holiday trip even more magical. I still laugh watching people waving their wrist around those statues. (laughs) <laughs> Were you with Gina when she was doing it? I was not. I She had stopped, I guess, by then. Remember, I was. I came like a day later than everybody else. No, I didn't see her, but I, I heard her talking about it. And I saw other people, and they're like waving their arm. And some people that don't know what they're doing, they're thinking, what are these people doing? Uh-huh. You look like you've lost your mind. Yeah. The, be- the best was the people waving their arms in front of the Halloween statues when you walk in for the party who have nothing to do with the 50th. And everyone's standing there like, oh, these must be broken. Like, oh, man. Ooh, what a ridiculous thing. Nope. Not at all. That's hilarious. Yeah, strong pass on that. Well, happy, happy birthday to Mickey Mouse. Uh, this past week, Steamboat Willie had its birthday. It debuted on November 18th, 1928. It was the first synchronized sound cartoon for Walt Disney. Two other science short films were created before this one, but were never picked up by the distributors. Because of its overnight success, it is considered the debut of Mickey Mouse, although it was technically the third Mickey short to be released. We actually have Universal Pictures to thanks for our favorite mouse. Mickey was created as a replacement for Oswald the Lucky Rat when Mintz, Winkler Pictures, refused to give Oswald back to Walt. We can thank Walt's wife Lillian for not having to call Mickey Mortimer. Mickey Mouse has helped shape our lives for over 90 years. What started as a series of animated shorts grew into not only full-length feature films, but an entire franchise, including theme parks all around the world. Happy birthday, Mickey, and thanks for all the memories you've made for all of us. Long, long, long run for a mouse. (laughs) 94 years? Yes. It's like Mr. Jangles. Yeah, really? (laughs) And just um, for listeners, it's Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. What'd I say? Rat. Oh. (laughs) I I just thought we should correct that. Yes, it was a rabbit originally, and then he redesigned it to Mickey Mouse. That's another cool Iger story I heard today, that Iger was the person that got the rights back to Oswald the Lucky Rabbit and got it back to Disney so, so that it's now in Disney's property again during his 15 years that he was with Disney as CEO. Hmm. Makes us love him even more. Yep. Good accomplishment. Little <laughs> feather in the cap. It's kind of like Uncle Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he'll have us over for Christmas. Just kidding. <laughs> we're, we're available, Bob. We're available. That's right. 
Pixar Animation Studios frequently dominates at the Oscars and other award shows, racking up an impressive 23 Academy Awards, 10 Golden Globe Awards, and 11 Grammy Awards to date. So to now, we know they'll make more. They often have multiple movies nominated in the Academy Award for Best Animated Feature ever since its inception in 2001, frequently beating out rival animation companies and studios like DreamWorks Animation, Laka Studios, Netflix Animation, and Sony Pictures Animation, 11 Pixar Animation Studio films have clinched the prestigious award, beginning with Finding Nemo in 2003, then The Incredibles in 2004, Ratatouille 2007, WALL-E in 2008. Sorry, I had to do that. <laughs> Up in 2009, Toy Story 3 in 2010, Brave 2012, Inside Out 2015, Coco 2017, Toy Story 4 in 2019, and most recently, Soul in 2020. But the newest Pixar animated feature may change things for the studio, and perhaps not in the most positive direction. The public reaction to Elemental, which is supposed to come out in 2023, has been less than enthused. Our our, uh, Pixar fans are less than enthused with it. With majority of the comments on its official Twitter announcement and trailer video poking fun at the concept and calling it lackluster and uncreative, predicting the forbidden romance plot and turning the replies into an absolute sea of memes. That's never good when they turn you into a meme. I haven't even watched any sort of preview for this. Have you guys? No, I haven't heard of it. No. and. That was the other thing, the one that's coming out Wednesday, The Strange World. It's like it just came out of nowhere. I have seen a preview for that. Well, I have now, but not, I mean, just in the last couple of weeks, I've seen yeah. it. If it's right. coming out Thanksgiving time, you would have thought it was more. They're not uh, hyping these things the way they used to. Right. And so this is just, of course, one person's opinion. We don't have to listen to them, but they're afraid. Does this mean Pixar is going to start having issues? But I have faith that Bob Iger is going to get it back on track. You know, they had one bad meal and everybody wants to shut down the kitchen. You know, <laughs> it's like, you know, sometimes your steak's going to suck and sometimes it's going to be delicious. You got to sit through the bad steaks and enjoy the good ones. Great analogy. I like that. <laughs> yes, I do. Good job. Good job. Thanks. Well, it seems that Disney World's Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios are booked for Thanksgiving of 2022. As of Saturday, November 19th. Monday, November 21st is also booked at the Magic Kingdom. Hollywood Studios is booked for Monday all the way through November 24th. We're telling you this because this is why we always tell you to get your tickets and your park reservations right away. It happens rather quickly. Like, oh, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. And then all of a sudden when it's yellow, it doesn't stay yellow for very long. It is quickly full and booked right up. So it's just a good example of why you should be getting those reservations. People who have waited to purchase their tickets or to make their park reservations, they might end up going there and being very disappointed. Um, So just please always look out for that and just listen to us. Um, It's not really something you can book last minute anymore. Used to be, but now you at least need to check a few things before you book a last minute trip. And with that in mind, we can always help you. Even if you were or are one of these people who's scrambling because you thought you were going to be able to do everything you wanted on Thanksgiving uh, and I can't. You could reach out to us and we can help go through and figure out which parks are open which days and come up with a good plan for you um, around the availability. So just reach out and let us help you. 
we can also plan now so that this doesn't happen next year. Isn't that a great idea, Vicki? <laughs> well, and then you can pay monthly. I think that's the best plan. You don't notice two or three or $400 going out a month extra. You do notice when I call you to tell you that you owe $11,500 and it's 30 days out. Ouch. <laughs> that, was, that hits a little bit harder, I think, for me. Whew. 11. Yikes. No, my favorite was just put it on my American Express. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the reservation system sucks, people, but I mean, it's you got to do it. It's not going anywhere. Uh, don't mess around with those dates because you don't want to be that family standing there like, oh, you know, like the Griswolds. And it happens like there was somebody who what they came from overseas and they were standing out there with a sign. Yeah. Like uh, we just took an overseas vacation and didn't realize that everything was booked and that we needed reservations. Numerous stories like that. So sad. All right. One of my favorites, Indiana Jones fans have been treated with a new villain for the upcoming movie that is set to come out sometime next year. A new villain, Voller, who's played by Moss Milkinson, is part of the new me- new movie. Milkinson's character is a throwback to the days of Raiders of the Lost Ark via 1981. And the original villains Indiana Jones is famous for combating. Indiana Jones 5 will pit Indy against Nazis once again. In 1969, though, uh, we meet Mass... Uh, Milkinson's villainous Voller. He's a man who would like to correct some of the mistakes of his past. Longtime fans of the service will recognize an undeniable resemblance between Milkinson's new character and the classic villain from Raiders, Major Arnold Tote. Uh, the Gestapo agent set in to get information from Marion Ravenwood, who also ends up searing the image of the staff of Ra headpiece into his hand. Whether or not Voller is a true throwback to Tote or just visually reminiscent has yet to be revealed. The Voller character is from the comic books and the video games. So that's a pretty deep dive there, which is very appreciative. And, you know, who's the best villains to go against are Nazis. So it's it makes sense. I've heard that this is going to be a good movie versus the last one, which was horrible. I really hope it is. I'm just wondering how much longer he can continue being Indiana Joe. He's getting older. God bless him. He's still handsome, but he's getting older. I I don't know. Even I was trying to think how old he was. I'm looking it up right now because it's going to I'm going to keep looking and wanting to know. So I'll just look it up while we're on here. So we all know how old he is. These, I mean, these movies are so timeless. These, like, I, I see Indiana Jones, I immediately think of, like, Saturday nights hanging out with my mom watching the Indiana Jones movies because that was, like, our thing. Uh, and she hated the Crystal Skull as much as I did. So hopefully, number five here. I was hoping they were going to pass the buck to Shia LeBeau, him being his son, and continue it on from there. Or just going to keep going until he's in a wheelchair, I guess. I don't know, but <laughs> wow, he's older than I thought he was. He's 80. 80? 80 years old. Oh, He still looks good. No, he does. I just mean, but I mean that I'm saying that and then there's Dick Van Dyke. That was one of the questions at Trivia this week. Uh, It was in that game Dead or Alive and everybody was doing their thumbs down and I'm like, that man's still alive. He's a robot. (laughs) When they had his 96-year-old birthday party at Disneyland, he did a tap dance. I'm like, if I could do, I can't do that now and I'm nowhere near 96 years old. (laughs) I bet he's got some cool stories about Walt. I know, I know. That's some really cool stuff that I wish they did more interviews and stuff. That's the kind of stuff that I wish they would put on um, Disney Plus. 
That's a great idea. Like Julie yeah. Andrews and, and interviews of her and him and some of the older actors before they go. The classic Disney movie characters and actors and actresses. And yeah, because uh, who is it? Haley Mills. That would be another good one because she did several movies with Walt and he brought her on instead of Judy Garland. And just, I don't know, so many so many great actors. I didn't get to see that new um, Mickey Mouse thing that they put out this weekend. Did you watch that, Matt? Mm -mm. I'm not sure what all it has in it, but I think it's in celebration of his 94th birthday. Oh, okay. I'll have to look up that. So, um, yeah, of course. We did. We watched something else the other day. We did watch the um, little um, Zootopia shorts. Those are really cute. <clears throat> we're slacking on those. Well, they're only 10 minutes, so you could watch them. Um, I think there's six of them, so you can watch them in an hour. Does it say Zootopia or is it Zootropolis? Oh, it's Zootopia, I'm pretty sure. Because <laughs> now when we look up Zootopia on our Disney Plus, it's called Zootropolis. Maybe it is. Yeah, and they did that to appease the UK or something like that. Hmm. I am so sorry we're offending people all of a sudden. Well, I'm, not <laughs> all of a sudden. I'm saying Tropolis. We can't have Tropolises. Oh, people. Everything's offensive. Can't we just agree to disagree? <laughs> Oh my goodness. I guess that those days are long gone. Unfortunately. Well, thank you guys for joining us. And if you're interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment, you can text us at 636-373-4497. You can check us out on our social media accounts, The Mousecapades Podcast, our Instagram, Your Story Travel underscore Vicky Black. And if you would like a free quote, contact Vicki, Matt, or myself, Stephanie, at 636-373-4497. Or you could go to yourstorytravel.com. Simply go to the drop-down menu and click on one of our names. And be sure to listen to Friday's show. Vicki and I talk about my solo trip to Disney World. As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, the Mousecapades and More podcast. Well, guys, I think it's about that time. Disney love. Hurry back. Have a happy Thanksgiving and a magical day, my friends. It's time to I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse.